We thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Lord, we just pray that this morning we will bless your name. Lord, that you'll be exalted high above. Lord, and uh, we just want to bring you glory and honor. We just want you to be exalted, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have of being able to come together once again as a family of God, be able to worship you, be able to lift our hands, be able to exalt you. Lord, you're worthy. And so, Lord, be with us today, Lord, as we come around your word. And we just pray that uh, you will challenge all of our hearts by your Holy Spirit today. We ask in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, please take your seats this morning. Great to see you here today. Well, this feels really strange. Feels a little bit weird, and uh, I think we're going to get used to this over a period of time. And uh, we've got three services today, and I think over the next months, this is going to be the norm. Uh, they're talking about restrictions uh, easing up even a little bit further, so we may be able to open up the tiered section. We may be, may be able to uh, have enough services to cope with the capacity of four square metres to one ratio and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we'll keep you posted on all that, but it's great to see you here today. Well, we're going to talk about faithfulness. For those of you who have been tuning in during the last few months and particularly this month we've been talking about faithfulness we've been talking about faithfulness really matters and we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 the faith chapter the the chapter of the heroes of faith and we've been talking about what is faith and we've defined faith in the first week we looked at faith and what faith actually means according to Hebrews chapter 11 and then in the next week we talked about why is faithfulness so important we talked about the fact that faithfulness is required to please God faithfulness adds esteem to value to all the relationships that we experience faithfulness turns short-term achievement into long-term success faithfulness enlarges your capacity for more we talked about faithfulness and how it actually leads to generational blessing. And we also talked about the fact that our faithfulness shines the light of Jesus on a lost and dark world. And then we started talking about, okay, so what does faith look like in our lives? What does this actually look like? There's some crazy ideas about what faith looks like. And I've been around in Christianity for a long, long time and I've seen some really weird stuff. People saying that faith is this and faith is that. And I look at that and I think, well, that's not quite the picture of faith that I get. And so we're going to talk about what does faith actually look like. Let's revisit one of the scriptures I talked about last week. Hebrews 11 verses 13 to 16. I'm reading to you from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says this. These, talking about the heroes of faith, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they'd come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. 
Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. I love that phrase. God is not ashamed to be called their God, the faithful. So we started talking about what faith looks like. And we said that faithfulness sees assured potential. Having seen the promises afar off, it says in that verse that they were assured of those promises. And we talked about the fact that faith lives today to fulfill tomorrow. And that is such a great way to live because think about that. Every step of faith that you make today, everything that you do today has a purpose in God because it sees the fulfillment of what's about to happen tomorrow. That's a great thing. And then we talked about this, faithfulness embraces unseen promises. Having received the promises, it says it embraced them. And we talked about the fact that the promises that God gives you, those things that he lays on your heart, it may be a while since you've thought about those things. You may see, you may think, is this ever going to come to pass in my situation? But the fact of the matter is, is that we embrace those promises. We hold on to them. We don't let them go because it will come to pass if we simply remain faithful. And so we continue this morning. We're going to finish off this series today. What does faithfulness look like in our lives? The third thing is this. Faithfulness confesses an eternal perspective. Faithfulness confesses an eternal perspective. Hebrews eleven sixteen says this, but now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country an eternal home. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. You see, people of faith have an eternal perspective. They have an eternal perspective. They view their current circumstances. They view what they're going through now in the light of an eternal home that God has prepared for us. We see things from a distance, but we also see things up close. We see the now, but we see the eternal. What does that mean to have an eternal perspective? I'm not talking about those who are so heavenly minded that they're of no earthly use. I'm not talking about those people whose whose heads are in the clouds all the time and they speak their own version of what we call Christianese that no one can understand. I'm talking about having an understanding that what we are facing now on this earth is just a part, just a part. It's just a preparation of all that is in store for us in eternity. I think sometimes when there's things like coronaviruses around, I think we can get so bogged down in the earthly and we can become so overwhelmed in the now and what's going on that we lose an eternal perspective. And it's important for us people of faith to keep an eternal perspective. You know, God God in his word calls this life of ours a vapor. A vapor, a breath, a fleeting shadow. It's gone. But you see, if you're a child of God, we know that this life is a preparation for greater things to come. I love this scripture. I love what it says Um, it, it indicates that God actually loves it. 
when we have an eternal perspective. He says, that's my kid. That's my child. These ones are born in Zion. These ones will never die. These ones belong to me. That's my kid. I'm not ashamed to be called their God. You see, when you have an eternal perspective, COVID-19 is no cause for doubt. It's no cause for anxiety. It's no cause for fear. Now, we need to be sensible, and this morning we're being sensible. We need to be sensible, but faithfulness declares this kind of approach to COVID-19, that in spite of what's going on in this world of ours, in spite of the chaos, God is still in control. God is on the throne. And I'm under his protection through this. He's my strong tower. He's my fortress. He's my shield. He's my deliverer. And in the economic disaster that people are talking about, you know what? I am a benefactor of his provision. I'm a benefactor of his blessing. So no matter what's going on, I'm putting my trust in him. Whatever, I, whatever trial that I face can be a testimony of his grace and his goodness on my life. He's my strength. He's my health. He's my portion. He's my deliverance. And I refuse to confess sickness. I'm going to confess wholeness. And should I be inflicted with suffering? Should I be inflicted with suffering? The Bible tells me, and we sang it this morning, that I am rewarded as a partaker of his suffering. And should that day come, and it will come, when we pass away, Paul says these words. He says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Is gain. You see, I instantly pass from this life into an eternal life, into the presence of my God. No more pain. No more sickness, no more viruses, no more chaos, but the peace of God. Amen. You see, when you have an eternal perspective, COVID-19 isn't shutting down the church. I've heard so many people say things like, oh, this is going to harm the church. This is an attack against the church. This is going to cause the church uh, great, great trouble. And it's, it's going to take years for us to recover from this situation. But friends, that's not faith. That's not how faith talks. You see, faith has an eternal perspective. You see, faithfulness declares that in spite of what's going on, this is actually building God's church. This is reviving God's church. God's church is rising up. We're getting back to the basics and the fundamentals of relationship with Jesus in an intimate, personal way. People are growing in their faith through this situation. I heard a meme a couple of weeks ago. And it was the devil. I also saw it. The devil goes up to Jesus he says to Jesus, he says, look, I've shut down all of your churches. Take that. And Jesus replies, no, I've just started one in every believer's household. You great Burke. Well, I'm not sure Jesus would say that, but that's the Australian transliteral 
Yeah. You see, when you have an eternal perspective, COVID-19 isn't about being locked away and being bound up with restrictions because faithfulness declares these kinds of things. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. John 8, 36, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, he works all things together for good to those who love him and accord according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28, in spite of this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 13. You see, that is the confession of the eternal perspective that we have as children of God, children of faith. See, an eternal perspective speaks life where others speak death. Speaks hope when others speak despair. Speaks blessing when others speak curses. Speaks victory when others speak loss. Speaks gain when others speak pain. Faithfulness confesses an eternal perspective. It's a confession based on our knowledge of the greatness of God. How good and how marvelous and how wonderful He is. You know what faithfulness does? For those of you that love Winnie the Pooh, faithfulness makes you a tigger in an eel world. Always looking at the positive things in God. In the words of that great, wonderful theologian, Johnny Nash, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that have left me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, bright sunshiny day. I wonder if he was a Christian. Faithfulness has an eternal perspective. The next point is this. Faithfulness discovers hidden pathways. Faithfulness discovers hidden pathways. Let me read to you from Hebrews 11 verses 23 to 29. This is about Moses. And there's some interesting things in this passage that I hadn't noticed before. By faith, Moses, when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. Thank goodness he wasn't ugly. And they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. I want you to notice something in this particular passage about Moses. You know, there is so much the writer of Hebrews could have written about when it talks about Moses. 
You know, all the, all the books from Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy talk about Moses. There are so many different faith stories that the writer of Hebrews could have talked about. But I notice this, in this passage, he talks about the hidden things. Never seen it before. The hidden things, hidden for three months, it says as a baby. Then it talks about his hidden identity and his hidden culture. It talks about then his hidden destiny, leaving behind Egypt and going out into the desert. Talks about the hidden invisible God that he served but did not see. Talks about the hidden redemptive message of Christ that is there in the Passover. Talks about the hidden dry ground at the bottom of the Red Sea. Notice it doesn't talk about the sea there. It talks about the dry ground. See, there were two miracles. The the sea opening up like that, but the fact that there was dry ground. And it talks about that hidden dry ground. You see, a life of faithfulness can be defined by the hidden things. By the hidden things. What do I mean by that? Well, you see, faithfulness is when you're reading the Word of God and some truth is revealed to you through the Word that revolutionizes the way you think and the way you do life. It brings about transformation in your life. It's those hidden sacrifices made that no one else knows about. Those things behind the scenes no one knows about. Often things decided on your knees. Often things decided with tears. It's that hidden daily communion with Jesus. It's that hidden service and generosity, doing the mundane, doing the ordinary things that get no one's attention except God's. It's the hidden depths of understanding and insight that have come through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It is the hidden pathways and the directions that are discovered in your relationship with God by the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's the hidden things. You see, I know a lot of Christians who express loud faith. Boy, their faith is loud. They'll let you know where they're at. They'll let you know what they're believing for. And we believe in confession and we believe in sharing our faith. We believe that that is essential. But friends, faithfulness is birthed in the secret place. Faithfulness is birthed in the hidden recesses of a personal, intimate relationship between you and God. That's where it starts. You see, faith can't be skin deep. It can't be skin deep. It, it develops a, a, death, a, a depth that sustains and brings steadfast commitment no matter what is going on in your world. In fact, faith without depth is called religion. Faithfulness. The next thing about faithfulness is this. Faithfulness continues Living purposefully. It continues living purposefully. Hebrews 11, 39 and 40. And all these, talking about the heroes of faith, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect 
apart from us. That scripture blows my mind. Do you hear what it said? Apart from us. It, it also tells us there that many of these heroes of faith never received the promise in their lifetime. They never saw it come to total fruition. It's interesting in Hebrews 11 that when you look at all those heroes of faith, there's a very definite structure about it. It starts with the pre-flood heroes. And then from there it goes to Abraham, the, the patriarch, the, the father of the faith. Then it goes to Moses, the lawgiver. And then it goes to talking about the judges and the kings. And then the prophets and then the martyrs. So there is this continuous line of faith. That tells me this, it tells me that people of faith don't just possess the acts of faith, they live the lives of faith. Every step of their journey is permeated with lessons of faith. Faithfulness is a continuous way of living. But I love what it says in these verses. These heroes of faith who have gone before us. Many of them did not receive the fullness of the promise during their lifetime. But it doesn't end there. It tells us that their promise will be perfected. And how is it perfected? We will see their promise come to fruition through us. It'll be perfected through us. That they should not be made perfect, it says, apart from us, you and me. That blows my mind. That means that I am doing stuff today that is fulfilling the promises of the past. And I'm doing stuff today that is fulfilling the promises of the now. And I'm doing stuff today that is going to initiate promises for the future. Wow. That means that every step that you and I take as faithful followers of Jesus Christ has this continual purpose. It never stops. Word of God says that nothing that you do for the Lord is in vain. Nothing. How good is that? Faithfulness continues living purposefully. The lives of the faithful count more than we could ever know. And what a great way to live. What a fantastic way to live. One final thought this morning before I close. Faithfulness focuses on the author and the finisher of our faith. It focuses on the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12 Verse 1 and 2 starts with, therefore. Preacher once said to me, if therefore is there, you've got to ask why therefore is what, what it's there for. And so therefore actually links this chapter 12 with the previous chapter. This is what it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Some of your translations might say the perfecter 
of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What incredible words. You know, I used to wonder about Hebrews. I used to read through the book of Hebrews. The theme of Hebrews is simply this, that Jesus Christ is supreme to every other thing. Every other, the the law, the high priest, the sacrifice, all those sorts of things, Jesus is supreme to all of that. That's the theme of Hebrews. And so when I got to Hebrews 11, I used to think, why has the focus all of a sudden shifted to these men and these women, these heroes of faith? That is until I read chapter 12 and until I found out what that word author actually means. The author and perfecter or the author and finisher of our faith. I, because I think author, like you probably think author, is something to do with someone who writes something, someone who promotes something, someone who does something first. But I looked up that word author and this is what it means in the context of the original scripture here. It means this, to be the leader of the procession. To be the leader of the procession. And so what this passage is saying is this, out of all the faith heroes talked about, out of all those wonderful men and women who have done incredible things and made incredible sacrifices, Jesus by far is the one who leads the procession. He's ahead of them all. He is the perfecter. He is the finisher of our faith. Wow. No matter how great the heroes of faith, keep your eyes focused on the one who's leading the way. The one who is supreme, Jesus. I think sometimes in this world that we're living in at the moment, we can take our eyes off Jesus. We can see the problems. We can see the chaos. We can see everything that's going on and we lose sight of the fact that He is the one that leads the procession. He's in control. used to sing a little chorus years ago, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. The things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Faithfulness sees assured potential. Faithfulness embraces unseen promises. Faithfulness confesses an eternal perspective in spite of what's going on. Faithfulness discovers hidden pathways of revelation in God. Faithfulness continues living purposefully. And faithfulness focuses on the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, friends, faithfulness really matters. Let's close our eyes this morning. Thank you, Lord. I just want to challenge you here today. Those that are going to be watching the 430 online. I just want to challenge you 
keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus in this, in this world of chaos. He is the one that brings meaning to life. He always has and He always will. I believe there's some people here even today, this morning and throughout this whole thing, you've sort of taken your eyes a little off the one who leads the procession. It's time to say, God, I'm putting you first. Jesus, I focus my attention on you in all of this. I keep my eyes on you. I lift my eyes above the circumstances and I focus on you. There may be other people here today, maybe people watching at the 4.30 and you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life. Never put your total faith, your total trust in the one who leads the procession. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Is there anyone that today wants to make a decision to follow Jesus? Wants to say, yeah, I'm putting my trust in Jesus. I put my trust in so many different things. But today, I put my trust in in Jesus. If that's you, can I ask you to do one brave thing? Just lift your hand. I'll acknowledge you. You can put it straight down again and we'll pray. Anyone today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're at home watching this, why don't you say a little prayer like this? Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Change me. I recognize that you're Lord and Savior. That you went to a cross for me. You took my sins upon your shoulders so I might be free. I turn and follow your ways. I'm now a child of God. Thank you for accepting me. In your wonderful name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray wherever people are at, that you'll challenge them, Lord, today. They'll leave this place today challenged to look to Jesus, to keep their eyes focused on you. And Lord, those that may not know you, Lord, that the challenge of today will be to put their faith and trust in you. We ask in your precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless your church. So good to be back. So good to be preaching to people. Fantastic. Rodney, why don't you come and close for us?